For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Determination comes in many forms, but always starts with a Dunkin' Run. So take your medium or larger coffee in one hand and grab a dollar donut in the other. No matter how you run, Dunkin' Run. A $1 donut with any medium or larger coffee. Excludes specialty donuts and fancies. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. This is your moment. Your moment to move forward and make progress. It's time to see where an education can take you. For over 130 years, Strayer University has been at the forefront of change, offering programs that help students like you get ahead and stay ahead, so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEF. Welcome into On My Block, the Green Bay Packer podcast. I'm your host, Mon Green, along with my good friend and teammate, Mike Wallman. Mike, how are you doing? Hey, G. Good to see you, buddy. Doing well? Yeah, good seeing you, too. Hey, we got, uh, I think, our first stand-up right now, bro. We got stood up. up. Dude, it's like prom prom all over again, bro. I can't believe it. Oh, me. It's a couple high school dances for me. Hey, G. I'm going to tell you right now. So so we were going to have on... A guy who's an NIL expert, a guy that you uh, you've already interviewed on your yeah. on your other podcast. I've been stood up once in my life, and it was by, this is a true story. Okay, it was by my wife, and it was the first date we were ever going to go on. On our first date, so I've been dating my wife since high school. Okay, and we're you know we you know back in the high school you're playing telephone tag and play, this yep. is back when the telephone was on the wall and yep. I, we had a third party kind of making it happen. I asked her out. Which is your friends. <laughs> which, which is my buddy. Yep. I asked her out to go to the movies. I live in a small town, one stoplight, one movie theater, like three three screens, okay? Correct. So I asked her to go to the movies, and we're going to go see Jurassic Park. And, nope. And she calls me, and she sounds upset, and she says, I can't go tonight. So I said, okay. So, of course, inevitably, you know, you grab your buddies. I hop in my mom's Subaru. We roll over to the movie theater. There's a pizza joint there. We're hanging out. And we're trying to right. be cool kids, right? Right. Trina, my wife, walks into the parking lot with her friend. And I go, uh, oh. right? And she's just like, oh, you know. And it turns out her mom had gotten a big argument with her and said she couldn't go on the date. So she was crying in her room and her mom felt bad. So she called her friend and they, they took her over, blah, blah, blah. So she go to the movies. Oh, and her, okay. mom, her mom felt awful about it, the whole thing. But she right. stood me up the first night. And she ended up going to the movies anyways. And I just felt – and I, I remember like – I remember I didn't go to the movie. I was so mad because I felt like such a, an asshole. Right. right? That, that I was like – I just got in my car. I was like, I'm just going home. Like, I'm done. Oh, man. Like, it was – yeah, when you first sight see her, you're like – Everything, just your whole personality, whatever well, you're talking to. I just figured she was on another date because I've got like I don't right. know. You know that's I'm the that's sure the first first human reaction into mine. Like, who? Where's the dude at? Like, where's it? Yeah. What happened? You know? Oh my god! 
Ah, oh, that sucks, Bill. And this feels worse. Getting stood up by this guy feels worse. <laughs> he is a good guy. We'll hopefully yeah, get him well. soon. But he got to, yeah, he's going to have to apologize. He will. He will definitely apologize. Luke is a good dude. We had a good talk on my podcast. If you want to listen to that podcast, tune in to that. It's up. <laughs> you, go, you can listen to that. But before we get into that, man, we got Bet Online here, a sponsor of the show. So we're finally here, Mike. It is Monday. Yes. And so the top teams for college basketball has been determined, and the championship game is set. So look to wager on the if you look to wager on the national championship game, head over to betonline.com on your desktop or your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Believe to get started. So BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the updated odds and info along with player props, new contests throughout the year. It is the best source of your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas casino and casino and poker games. I know you, Mike, you was a poker player. I remember back in the day. Still am. I played last night with my kids. <laughs> there you go. For push-ups? Was it for push-ups and stuff? Play, so poker and dominoes. Yeah, they're both. Uh, so it was actually just for bragging rights last night, which you're right. I need I need to toughen up a little bit. I need to get the push-ups back. And get the back in. Okay. So, but it's super easy to get started. So join today. Learn why everyone is saying bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to wager on sports. So bet online where the game starts. So what are the current bet on line odds for what? What you got up there right okay, now? Okay. So right now I got NCAA. So the game tonight, North Carolina, Kansas. Kansas, uh, four-point favorites, over-unders, 151 and a half. Uh, and let's see, the money line is, uh, yeah, 195 and then plus 170 for North Carolina. So that means 100 will get you 170. For North Carolina, uh, Kansas, you got about 195 to get 100. Mm. Wow. What do you think about that? I, I tell you what, I don't know anything about the hey, game. That's not a bad bet. That's not a bad yeah, bet. There's, I know, here's all I know, because I, I heard Kansas is like a better team. But, but uh, North Carolina's got this kid number two. The hell mm-hmm. is it love? Is it love? Oh, uh, hold on. Man, this kid can play. This yeah, kid's like one the... of those dudes. This one of those dudes who's not afraid to shoot, which is like the only kind of player I want to watch. Uh, dude pretty is, much. <laughs> the dude that is not afraid to shoot. He is not afraid to shoot. I am a huge fan of his. Yeah, I would say either not afraid to shoot or not afraid to you know take it to the paint. Right. You know, try to dunk hey, it over some on people's heads. That's the person I want. So, you know, like there's not a lot going on in the NFL right now. There's, we're starting to talk about the draft. Free agency is kind of you know, we're melting out. But there has been right. some changes here to the conference lines. So winning the conference. Buffalo Bills are now plus 425. Kansas City Chiefs are back down to plus 590. I'm just looking at the Packers. Miami Dolphins are at plus 1400. You figure that one out. Wow. Right. And now we get NFC Championship. Uh, oh, actually, the Packers are ahead. So Tampa Bay is now. Oh, yeah, how about Julian Edelman coming back? We didn't. I mean, what, I oh, hold up, hold up, time out. I missed that. Yeah, Julian Edelman's coming back. Oh, maybe it's April Fools. It might have been April Fools. Oh, I think it was say. April Fools now. I'm like, but, what? He hasn't. He didn't play last year at all. I know. I, I, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I forgot April first was actually April. 1st. Yeah. So Tampa, <laughs> but Tampa Bay is plus three seventy five. Green Bay is plus five hundred. Now L A. The Rams are back to plus five fifty, which doesn't really make any sense to me. All um, right. Well, they picked up I, some defenders, didn't they? They uh, restocked. Oh well, yeah. Well, they got Bobby Wagner. Yeah, they got Wag. Oh yeah, that's a that's a nice Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner's maybe my favorite linebacker in the last twenty years, dude. I, yeah. I definitely, I definitely like him. Just to play the way he plays, he's played smart and he's a thumper. He's gonna hit you. Um, I think we, we play, we probably cross paths twice 
in early in his career and much yeah. respect. He he I had the same respect for him as I had Derek Brooks is because the guys, they were students of the game and they're not going to back down from a challenge. They're going to hit you right in the chest and help you, you and then help you up. You know what's funny is I, I always thought it's funny how we perceive things, right? Because Derek yeah. Brooks couldn't take on a block. So I didn't really care about Derek Brooks. Right. But that's from an old line standpoint. Yeah. No, no, no. You're, that's like, <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way about Ray yeah. Lewis. Yeah. But like, so my favorite linebackers are Patrick. I think Patrick Willis is the best linebacker I've ever seen. Who I saw this weekend and I'm down in uh, Chantilly. I saw okay. him. Okay. I think he's the best. He's for yes. me the best one. Definitely. Lofa Tatupu was the smartest guy. He called out every play in a game. He literally called out every single play at, at the line of scrimmage on defense yep. that we were going to That was a Ray quality too. Ray could do that too. He could call and, out. And he could, and, and Lofa could just flat out bring it. Like he could bring the heat. Um, sure. And then like, I, I mean, I think Derek Brooks is an incredible linebacker, right? But I like I thought Lance Briggs, like Lance Briggs was much better to me than Brian Urlacher, even though I know Urlacher's got the range. But Lance right. Briggs would hurt you. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Lance Briggs, if you if you weren't paying attention, Lance would take your head off. Yes, he would. So, he would it's just a little bit, it's like, you know, it's like it, you, you vary positions. And I know like a lot of these guys are, some of those guys might be second tier on their team, but not in my heart. No, yeah. I mean, I played... I remember we played a couple times against uh uh was it Topu? Um I'm saying his name wrong. Tupupu. Gotcha. And uh that was a guy I knew coming in. I was like, all right, I just know because he's an SC backer, right? I watched him at SC. He's a Ken Norton Jr. disciple, man. Yeah. Those yes. guys knew how to do everything when they came out of college because they had Ken teaching them how to play football in high school or in college, man. That's you talk about an advantage, dude. So yeah, I beast. saw he was definitely on my radar. And I know at E B, when we do our running backs test, he would, you know, you had to list the linebackers numbers and names. So it definitely had his name memorized because the way I saw him come downhill. Um, but then playing against him, actually, everything else that I figured out, like he said, crawling out plays, he would do that. He did that twice in our – we played in Seattle on, uh, I think it was 06, Monday Night Football, and he's calling out, oh, it's a draw coming. I'm like, oh, man, I still got to run this thing. <laughs> he's like, draw, 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 left side, left side. I'm like, what? Who gave it up? I'm like, wasn't me. I'm like, come on, man. I'll give you a good I'll give you a good one loaf of story that's – so I play. So I got to play against him. And then I was teammates with him, and he's yeah. one of my favorite. He's just one of those guys who like he makes a lot. He's a glue for the locker room. He's, he's an unbelievable guy, right? Yeah. So we're playing. We're playing in the uh, NFC Championship in Seattle. It's his rookie year, and this is when they have Hasselbeck's the quarterback, Sean Alexander, mm -hmm. uh, Hutch, yeah. and, and Walton, all those guys. Right? It's a really, really talented team. But they don't really have. They had uh, PK Kearney was P PK ended up having a monster season, but it was like the last four games of the year. Yeah, he dropped like six sacks in four games. I mean, or eight, some ridiculous number. But they had a good defense, but not na not like household names, right? And uh, before the Legion of Boom had said, right, 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 right. Yep. So, so we're on our third string running back, Nick Goins, who's really a special teams guy, stud player, but just third string running I remember, back. Right? I remember that name. Yes. So, so Deshaun Foster had two two hundred plus yards against Chicago, but broke his leg. Stephen Davis was out, and so we're we're on Nick Goins, like the second. The second or third snap of the game or series of the game, Nick takes a, a, a ball out wide and Lofa knocks him out, just knocks him out on the sideline. Yeah. He's out. He's concussion. He's gone. He's gone for the game. So we, yeah. we're going into the NFC Championship within like five minutes of the game starting. We don't even have a single running back and we're a running team. So we're in there. We're in there just getting our faces smashed in. And like Steve Smith's trying to do everything he can, but you can't, you literally can't get him the ball every play. Yeah. 
And I think Brad Hoover was trying to play. He was our fullbacks trying to play tailback. It was a disaster. Right. And at one point, you know, like in football, there's there's certain principles of play. There's certain rules to the game. Like you never send two people through the same gap. Like so, you know, right. and on defense. So offensively, you like you have to have every gap covered. Defense, you have to have every gap covered. So in the third or fourth quarter, I can't remember when we're we're dropping back every play, and all of a sudden they're bringing the same they're bringing a, a like a safety or a defensive end and Lofa through the same gap, and I'm like, and it's my gap, and I'm like, try to take two dudes, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, it's a complete disaster. that's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, it's a nightmare because you can only take one of them, and one of them's running three, and like the, the running backs aren't looking like you're not running, you're not looking at the B gap if I'm right. in the B gap, right? You know, so right. it turns into it's a disaster. Plus, our running back's not playing the usual position, everything. Right. So, two right. years later, I'm on the team and I'm like, I'm like, man, I got to ask you something. And we had just played him the year before and he had called out every single play when I was, right. you know, it was my last year in Carolina. And uh, he called out every single play. And we were talking about that. And I go, I got to ask you something, man. You remember your rookie year, that NFC championship game? You knocked out Goins. And then you guys kept blitzing two guys through the same gap. Like, what was that all about? And he's like, Put a smile on his face. He goes, I don't remember a single thing after I hit Nick Goins, man. I, I could have been doing anything. <laughs> I go, what? He goes, yeah, I just saw, I, I go, if I didn't know what to do, I'd just run through the B gap. That was literally the way I thought about the rest of the game because I was knocked out. <laughs> I was like, oh. 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 <laughs> oh, he did not excuse himself from the game. That is, oh, dude. That happened a lot. That happens a lot. Yeah, no, that's that's old school stuff, man. Yes, that is old school stuff. I remember one time uh, our old teammate, uh, Brett, he it was the Giants game. Oh, four, I think Giants. Is this the game where he gave up the the, the Phantom? Yeah. That game? No, 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 no. That was a one. That was Strahan. Yeah. That was a yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. No, this was a yeah. couple years after that where he got concussed, but didn't want to. He went. He went to the sidelines. Came out one play, but he still had his helmet because uh, I think it was Pep or Flea was trying to take his helmet because he was already out. But he, yeah. he he kept it and went back in and played the rest of the Giants game. It was like, it was like, bro, <laughs> like, what are you doing out here? We didn't like, know it was we didn't know it was a big thing. Like, you know, right. like I'm a doc trying to take your helmet. You'd be like, you're not taking my helmet, bro. Right. We didn't yeah. we didn't think it was well. Anyway, that's a discussion for another day. But it is a whole another day. Just just little so, remark. That's all. Ag, let's get into let's do some let's let's do some nil talk as much as you and I can, knowing what we know because I know it was a topic of discussion today. Correct. Let's just see what listen. Which is fully disclosed right now that we're not lawyers, but we, you know, quality in last night and the whole thing, right? Correct. <laughs> I like the holiday income right there. So the number one thing for me is honestly, when I the NIL deal, because we all look at it and go, what a great opportunity for athletes to finally profit. Yes. And then there's always going to be all these questions about, you know, who's what governing body. So you have the NCAA, you mm -hmm. have the state, and then you have that university and everything's going to be a little bit different and how are we going to level the playing field? But the thing that always comes to my mind is, well, one right. is every, like our, is, is the women's lacrosse team going to have an opportunity to make money, right? It's probably mm -hmm. not going to be on the same scale as the men's football team, but are they going to have an opportunity? And the answer is yes. Yes. Right. Yep. They so will. the good news is with the good news is with um, the NIL deal, and this happened at BYU, for example. Mm -hmm. If you have a wealthy benefactor of the of that team or that school, that they're, school. Just, they're fans of the, the women's lacrosse team, right? They can hire every one of, of the, the the girl, the women on that team yep. to perform a job and pay and hypothetically pay for their scholarship. 
Yeah. And, yeah. And so that th there's a guy at BYU who took all the walk-ons and said, we're going to give you an NIA deal and we're going to pay for your tuition, which is wow. for so many athletes is absolutely phenomenal and such a, I mean, what an honestly a life changing deal, right? That's huge, man. I'm just wow, that's serious. Yeah, so that's impressive. I think a lot of teams, I think a lot of schools are going to be looking at like that model, like how can we make school more affordable for more of these athletes? And I and I wish we looked at it that way, maybe more so than what's happening now in college football, which is like, you know, Lincoln Riley's over there at USC talking about, hey, we got a we got a, a quarterback who's never played a snap, who's going to make like seven million, some ridiculous amount of money next year, and like that's you know that's the way to recruit athletes. So like I, for me, that's that's not what it should be all about. It's unfortunate, right. but um, I agree. You know, there's it's it's hard to navigate those waters. I here my fear is like, and this is one of the things I wanted to talk to to, to our, our uh, absentee guest about was, I'm worried that we are going to turn good. Kids that high school athletes that wanted to be great, wanted to be these 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 you know game changing players, have this pro career, you know, kind of go through the process the right way. Yeah. I feel like we're going to turn them into like Baker Mayfield, who I'm saying that like, like not to put down Baker, but like life changed a little bit for Baker when he started doing his progressive commercials. Oh just yeah, what it is, right? Yeah, he, he had a good year. You start doing all this other stuff, and you and I have talked about this forever, man. When you take your focus away from the thing. Yep. When you take your focus away from the thing, you are no longer as good as you used to be. No. And, and no. that, for me, is the is the the hidden problem, the potential problem with the NIL stuff. Once yeah. you start giving young kids the ability to make money, they're going to forget that, dude, the only reason anybody cares about you ultimately mm -hmm. is that because you're good at the sport. If you're not good at the sport anymore, the money's going away. But yeah. if you are good at the sport, you're going to make that much more, right? Yeah. And and for and I agree with you. I 100% I agree with you. That's why we're on the show together, because um, I see it where if that kid doesn't have the right support system around them, you know, and that support system starts with mom and dad um, being in college. They could have, you know, a significant other potentially, but then they have their teammates and then their coaches. Now, if that person, that kid, that one kid, no matter the sport, male or female, they don't have that supportive system where it teaches them to be humble and to respect and love the process, then yeah, we're going to have a lot more kids turning out once they get, because it's, it's basically like, I remember we you joke about it all the time in the locker room about high school guys or college guys or high school guys that were from Texas. It's like, oh, you're, you're playing high school football in Texas. You get to, you know, USC, Florida, whatever. You took a step down. That was the joke because, you know, we knew Texas kids, potentially California kids and Florida kids were already getting paid or, you know, asterisk type of conversation. Because then the motivation is gone. Oh, I already got it. I already got the, you know, I got a bit nice bank account when I log in. You know, why should I keep busting and killing myself, you know, going to training camp, doing this, that, and the other, or working out in the offseason with so-and-so? Um, then that part of the process then gets negated pretty much because they're like, I'm already here. I already got millions in the bank. You know, so hopefully, so that's 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 the basically the worst case scenario. Because you got this, like, we, we could miss out on some phenomenal. We could miss out on the next LeBron, the next um, whoever in football. Pat, you know, it could be the next Pat Mahomes, Jerry Rice, or what have you. Because now at the college level, they're already set for life. And so hopefully that – I know for me, I know for me, I mean, for you and I, we get that. It's like, oh, all I got to worry about is football now? Okay. Or at school? 
oh, I just got two things to worry about now. I ain't got to worry about, you know, mom, you know, living my life financially. I just got to focus on football. I'm like, man, that's so that was kind of like my situation once I got to 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 the league because it was like, okay, I'm on my own now. I'm a I'm a full grown adult. I just turned 21, and between 21 and 24, when I got the Green Bay, it's like this is me. It's football during the season, and then the off season is me getting ready for football during the um, off season. So I just had those two things to worry about. And then once I became a, a father, then it was obviously be dad, be husband. But all of it was real. It kind of worked together. But I never the, the money part of it was just like, oh, thanks. You know, my agent would always say, hey, don't tell them, man. I'm like, look, I'm a, I'm I'm pretty much a meathead. I will. Play football. I would play rugby. I, that's why I did rugby, you know, because you mean both. Yeah, we love the physicality. We love the 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 camaraderie, and then it's just it's just a it's just a physical part of football and and physical sports like football, like rugby, that you find out right away what you what you are made of, and then the people around you are made of, and then it's a respect factor that you don't even have to talk about when you go into certain situations on the football field and obviously the rugby field. So, yeah, it's so, yeah. a great, great point, man. And, and, you know, there's, there's a couple of things to unpack there, right? One is these guys so brand aware now, like just, it's a different Very. game, the way they, the way they think about themselves, brand awareness and, and whatnot. The other thing is, you know, an 18 year old brain is, is still undeveloped. Like our prefrontal cortex doesn't develop yes. until we're 24 and a half on average. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. So the difference between an 18 and a 21 or 22 year old, the difference between an 18 and 24 year old is vastly different. Right. The way they think about things. So if you're a parent now and there's this NIL money and there's different, you know, parents, are we worried about like paying? Are we do are we are we living a month paycheck to paycheck? Are we comfortable? Are we are this money going to go into our our kids savings fund? Like how? Right. That's a whole different dynamic. But what do parents need to consider now when you're when you're picking out schools? You have an aspiring athlete. They want to go. The, the goal is to get them to college. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking about coaching 10 years? Are you thinking about conference alignments and all that? So what's that going to mean? Or are you still thinking about like, okay, well, this has a great graduate program for the thing that my kid wanted to study. Um, this, play, this, you know, yeah. they're into broad, you know, sports broadcasting. This has a great job placement, you know, post-career has a great alumni network. Like what, what becomes the priority now if you're all of a sudden, have the ability to make six figures, some guys Correct. seven figures. Like I think it just unfortunately might reprioritize what really matters over the course of your entire life. You know, you're going to try to pack all of these like immediate decisions that might have a huge, a huge impact later on. Yeah, we, I mean, we potentially we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a, we have two groups. We're gonna have several groups. We're gonna have one group of the latter mm-hmm. where they feel they deserve everything. You know what I got? This, I got when I was a freshman in high school. I got all this money. I'm a senior now. I expect it again. So you're just gonna expect things, and it's gonna be like then it's gonna be that other percentage that you know what I gotta keep working. You know, and then it's gonna people they're gonna have to work with. They'll be like, Nah, bro, you gotta work for that. We if you want this, you gotta do that. And then that's gonna then that's where the the problem is gonna lie because they were like, Wait a minute, I didn't have to do all that work before. Yeah, but you gotta do it now. You better because if not, you won't be able to. You got to basically get continue that consistency of being as great as you were coming out of high school, and then then going to the next level of pros. You're gonna have to do the same thing, and now you got to continue to to ramp it up every year because we're gonna have new rookies coming in too. So now you're a part of this. You gotta make sure you stay on top of your game. Period. If not, you're out, 
or the deal's done basically the sponsorship we're not sponsoring you no more because you're not the leader in this or the leader in that so that's the part that's gonna there'll be, be a one um i say fire hazard uh into you know understanding that making sure these athletes get the the knowledge and the tutelage to under to deal with them six-figure bank accounts at 18 at 19 at 20 years old you, know, you think about you think about high school athletes, and so if this is an NCAA deal, this isn't a high school deal, and right. so I don't know right. how that I don't know how everything's affected, right? But right. if you think about some of the problems that high school programs are facing right now, and the, one of the biggest problems, like in, in Southern California, is that there's transfer portal ability. Ever since COVID, you can now you can move schools for and high school. So what's in high school? You can transfer really? schools without. Oh yeah. So one of the, yeah this. So what's here's what's happening, it, and it's it's it sickens me. Right? Is now you have schools competing, and California's really jacked up right now with CIF and the way they've they've stacked everything. But you mm-hmm. have schools competing for high school athletes. So like I could grow up in school district A, and uh, you know, or it it. it at school A and school mm-hmm. B, C, and D all want me, and they can now start saying, "Well, we have a we have an in with these programs. We have an, we're getting these people recruited. We they can start mm. recruiting me in high school." Mm. And what what's the other big thing that's going on in all high school right now is we see it all the time. Max Preps, right? all these scouting services. Oh yeah, they're right. Are connecting. Yeah. So the next thing that's going to happen is these scouting services are starting to connect the dots between they're hiring assistant coaches on high school staffs. Okay. To get mm. in this, yep. I mean, it, this is happening now before NIL money. So now think right. about what's going to happen with these high school students. They're going to have coaches on their staff that are working for scouting services. And the scouting services are going to start getting paid here by these colleges because it's going to help them bring in, you know, via NIL money, like this is right. going to be part of the recruiting process, as we've already seen with with programs like USC. You come in, hey, right. we've got guys making seven figures. Like, do you guys want to come here and make seven figures? Right. So, to me, it's like we're going down a path. As much as I want players to be able to make money and, and yeah, we were college athletes. We know the grind there. It's yeah, very sure. like this is really really hard to know what. To know when, not that it's right or wrong for the athlete, but when where we need to make rules to to restrict the involvement of adults. Correct. Or, you know what I mean? More than anything else. Because always somebody finds a loophole. And what you just found there was a loophole. You're saying that like Rivals.com and other little websites are hiring the assistants on a high school coaching staff, like in California, Texas, Florida, and we know in those states, the ones I just mentioned, those states for sure, an assistant coach is making a living. I know here in Wisconsin, I, I coached here for 10 years. I think the most I made in a year was 3500 for coaching high school football. Yeah, it's, it's a stipend. That's it. Is, is it. is it. But in California, obviously, they ask for teacher certification. Texas does, too, where you got to get teacher certification and then coach. So you're also teaching during the day, then in the evening during your sport, whatever is football in the fall, coaching football and obviously on, on Friday night. So they, they're making sure that at least the coach has some knowledge, understands what he has to do as a job. But now, like you said, loophole found by rivals. Oh, we're going to just pay this. Yeah. So that, yeah, that, I did not know that. Wow. That's crazy. That yeah, that's, is that's crazy. I, I'll tell you something funny, bro. <laughs> so, so you remember when I was, when I, when I was playing in green Bay, mm-hmm. uh, my, maybe my third or fourth year, Trina and I moved out to. We lived in Las Vegas in the off season. 
Yeah. And um, Flanagan lived out there with us, you know, near us. And we, you know, we, so we go out. He's still, and, you know, he's still there now, right? Yeah. We, we, we train hard during the week, man. We, yeah. I mean, we really, really trained hard. But on Saturdays, we go out. We're in Vegas, right? And all sure. our friends are, you know, dormant and, and hosts and whatnot. So we had a great time. But I remember we would go on Sundays. We'd go to this place called the Old Pancake House, right? And it was in, uh, it was in Green Valley Ranch's casino. We'd go there and we'd have uh, Irish omelets, right? It's Corby, Corby fashion in eggs. Yeah. Nice. Phenomenal, by the way. Yummy. But we would see Ed O'Bannon there all the time. Okay. Uh, Ed O'Bannon yeah. is really the guy UCLA uh, forward. Yep. Ed's the guy who that started, started all of this <laughs> decades ago. Yep. Right when he sued the NCAA because EA Sports was using his name, image, and likeness to sell video games without his approval. Yeah. And in like I think it was like 2015, he ended up winning that lawsuit. That lawsuit went on for like I wow. think it went on for eight nine years. I thought he got it. I, th- I thought he won sooner than that. I didn't know it so went to 2015. I think it was resolved 2015. in 2015. And then now in 2019, three years or four years later, California sets a precedent with those these 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 NIL rules. And then of course, now there's I think there's 28 states that are either in the process of or have, have mm-hmm. come up with their own NIL rules, right? Yeah. And Again, there's a hierarchy of the NCAA's got their limitation or their their set of standards. There's a state and then there's a school set of standards. And and you know, I, I don't I don't know where you think this is gonna go, but I just hope they I just hope they get to a point where because how does Nebraska compete? So Nebraska's right. got Dave Ellis, it's got the best, you know, it's got like the best, best nutritionist, yeah, performance center, yeah, all that. Stuff. They're building a brand new center, everything's top yep. of the line, but and there's money in Nebraska. There is ain't LA money. No, you're right. <laughs> you know, there, there's a difference. Yes. So oh, yeah. How do you compete? You know, I just don't understand how we. Can. <sighs> yeah, that's no, that's it's, it's that's a tough. That's a great question because you can only you, know, you can do two things. I mean, from what we see, how you compete against somebody, you you fight fire with fire. You know, if 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 I remember way before I got to the campus at Lincoln, Tom Osborne and that team struggled. They played against, you know, they played against the Florida States. They played against the Miamis. But what was what was the biggest factor? That Nebraska didn't have the speed. And then they end up getting, they find they started recruiting, you know, New Jersey a little bit more. You know, and every now and then getting lucky with players like myself from hometown right there in Omaha, right there in Nebraska, getting players, but having the players that they had the talent of speed that you can't coach. And so that's what they started. So they they adjusted. They want to fight fire with fire with Florida State, with Miami, with the Florida teams. Um, Alabama, those teams too, Texas, that have that same speed at linebacker, you know, have have linebackers running like running backs, have strong safeties running like uh, and, and strong safety and free safety running and hitting like linebackers, but running like uh, wide receivers. That's basically what the formula was. And once they did that, you know, so here in the same instance, this is these schools eventually going to either try to fight fire with fire, try to find the biggest booster in the state to say, hey, can you do this? Like the BYU booster, you said helped out them and paid off the scholarship. That is phenomenal. That is great. And us being as former college athletes, do we love this? But yeah, we we love it. But like you said, the question is, where is going to be the governing body? Where and how the guidelines are going to make sure everybody stays within a good, you know, I say nurturing sense because it's all a learning process for everybody, not just the kids. Us, uh, uh, the adults running this, are learning all at the same time but not to take advantage of it either because then everything that college sports is about, or I say everything about sports, not just college sports, sports in general will get lost 
because you'll know and you'll be having kids just thinking, okay, I just got to do this for a couple years. And then I'm, and, and they're not even, like you said, not even 18 years old. And they're thinking that way, you know, it's like yeah. to have that kid think about that or to have that mindset at that age is be like, man, you're missing the whole picture. If I'm sitting there talking to this kid or in a conversation and all they're hearing, you're hearing that, which it does sound great, but yeah, I'm like, Hey man, this, you got to have more to it. You only going to be so much of a person of not learning about life and how, what you got to learn about life and how to better yourself and then better the people around you. And even if you're just talking about the people that are intimate to you, like eventually you get married, you have wife and kids, make sure you know how to raise your family and protect them and do what you need for them. You're going to mess out a whole lot if you're just thinking about, okay, let's get to, let's get this payday. And that's the only thing I'm worried about. Well, the payday happened, your youth, and then your youth is going to be gone too. So what are you going to do when you're 30 you play baseball where you could, that's your prime. And, you know, and, but you have that different mindset of what, you know, kind of took you off path of understanding what the process is to be the professional that you need to be. You're going to miss out on, I believe they're going to miss out on some things. There'll be so, a lot of regret, right? Yeah. There'll be a, lot, a of lot of regret. That's the, I say the negative side, but the flip side, like I said, those percentage of kids that actually has that support system growing up, they could have a great experience because they're hitting all the, um, all the eyes dotting it and crossing the, crossing the T's and making sure they're doing every little instance, kind of like my mom and dad did with from video games to sports. There was always something where it kind of just they say something or do something to snap me back to reality to keep me humble to understand. Yeah. OK. Yeah. You're 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 blessed with a lot of speed, but that don't mean nothing. What you're going to do if you tear your hamstring, you know, having conversations like that with like, oh, or my brothers, you know, talking about certain things. Hey, bro. Yeah. If you hurt your shoulder, then what? What you gonna do after that? I remember when the first time that said was said to me is my older brother Jerry, and I'm like, I like pause for a second, like, yeah, you're right. Like, oh, he said, yeah, that's why you get a college degree. So that means you could do this. You could still get jobs. You could work in other areas. And if you don't do that, you don't plan ahead. You don't do certain things that helps you set yourself up. Then yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a struggle. So you know, one thing I one thing I always struggle with just with raising kids is because they, they you get really into sports or you get into whatever mm-hmm. your thing is. Right. Yeah. Is that I, I have, I'm always nervous that my kids are, are they, I'm always asking like, are they curious enough? Like, are they curious enough about things outside of their little world? Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and, and you just try to always like, fo- just trying to foster curiosity and yep. you know, not just being blinders on with this one thing. And, it's very easy to do at a young age, especially when you're seeing any kind of um, affirmation that you're doing a good job. In this case, it would be monetary affirmation, right? Right. I have one, I have one more question for you. So, yeah, with regards to this, so I I, I do not Mark Emmert and the NCAA. I wish you know I, I don't I think they're bad actors in this whole thing, and, and I think they've been bad actors for for, 20, for a long time, 30, forty years, right? <laughs> for a long. Time. So we can talk about that. But how like how far do you think we are away? From the day where, at least in football, we just say, you know what? We don't really need NCAA anymore. And what we're going to do is let's look at the European model of soccer. Okay. Mm. In every country, you have you have Bundesliga, La Liga, English Premier League, Scottish Premier League. You know, and then what they have. So you have each conference, Big 12, Pac-12, yeah. Big East, you know, ACC, SEC. You have your conferences that really don't need the NCAA for anything. And then they can please themselves. Yeah. And then you have like a Champions League, which is what they do over there is they take the top four teams in each of the major leagues in Europe and they have a playoff system. You play, you know, you play a game, you yeah. play two games, whatever it is, but yeah. you end up having a basically a European champion. 
how far away are we just doing that? Because to me, like we should be doing that. It, there's there should be that some formula now where we can get rid of the NCAA and just let these people operate on their own, and then have this like real national championship where we probably have to expand the playoff field. We we will have to. Or, we will yeah, have maybe to. it's two or three teams from each conference. Yep. Right. So it, it would be a little bit longer. You'd have to. I mean, you'd have to switch up scheduling, but it, it kind of makes sense. Like let's just get let's just do away with that. And let these people handle their business on their own. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of I see where I see where you're going with that one because as we both know with the NCAA, they want they cut. <laughs> we know that for, for they don't say that up front. They just don't work in the best act. They don't work in the best interest of the athletes. So what, exactly. what are you talking about? Exactly, exactly. And I see that you know where that format over in Europe would benefit here because you got to look at the schools of all the D ones in terms of academics, in terms of athletics. They pretty much. They do a pretty good job of managing that, and they because they, they have to. Because why? Yes. They got to stay in compliance with the NCAA. So they already know. Okay, I got to make sure my students, my student athletes, graduate. I can't just have a football program, a basketball program, a soccer program, and all my skid or half my program is failing. No, they have to be passed. But have I just pass. want to be clear. Like I, I agree. You said because of the NCAA, but that's really based on that's based on their ability to like. Make, you know, keep students and also, but that their conference, correct? That just as well as the NCAA. That's what I'm saying, that, and that's what I'm getting to. So it's their conference beyond the NCAA, the conference, the Big Twelve. Like you mentioned, all the, the conferences, they lay down you know restrictions. If your team is you know they don't meet the requirements, then we got to sit these players. They're they're at a, they're below a two o, you know, GPA wise. So that's the conference itself. So yeah, I don't see that would be cool because we'll see. A divisional, or we'll see a um, college championship playoff system that is get done the right way. I've been saying ever since. The, I'm glad they brought it up, but you still need more teams to have four teams. You know, which obviously you got to you know uh, schedule against the season to get it right to line it up to where you got more teams in the playoff that makes it fair for everybody and the conferences. I think that's where they got to do to fix that. But I definitely um, understand completely understand and, and would agree with a format like they do over in Europe for soccer. That is that'll be interesting. All right, want to head over to get off my lawn here? Let's do it, man. All right, we got some really good ones on get off my lawn, and the one I kind of saw just as you is the second one. But we've got to talk about our man over on YouTube and former punter Pat McAfee. So (laughs) I saw him talking. He was interviewing some of the WWF guys or WWE guys. Now it makes sense why was he was interviewing them. I didn't understand it. I thought he was just this guy. He's good at everything. Like the guy's amazing, man. Like he was doing backflips off the top rope. He did a suplex off the top rope yesterday. I mean, impressive. I'm just talking about punters in general. So you got him. Like he's apparently he's like a just a wicked good athlete. Then I just remember like in Seattle we had this dude John Ryan who was a punter there. He was like yeah he was in Green Bay. He was in Green Bay with us. He's like a CrossFit pro. Yeah. And I'm like, what is the deal with punters creeping up in athleticism here over the last couple of years? Like, I, Pat McAfee doing backflips off the top rope at, at WrestleMania. Yeah. It blew my mind because I was like, dude, if I did that right now, like, I would just, I would just turn I, it into dust. Like, something bad would happen. My knees would explode. <laughs> oh, definitely. I say that the special team, the, the punters and the kickers are, are definitely of, of the football ecosystem. They're the smarter guys, smartest guys in the room because they figured it out <laughs> before all of us. Because I punted in high school, I should have just stuck with that. It'd be like, you know what? I could get to the league and make a million a year being a punter. I could play for 20 for, years. For a lot longer. For a lot longer. Oh my God. I averaged 40, 40, was it was a 40.5 a punt? That was a pretty good average in high school. So I could have I could have stuck it out. 
But the ego of me running the ball just took over, Mike. That's what it was. Um, no, listen, you want to be the best version of yourself, and the best yeah. version of yourself wouldn't have been a punter. But yeah. having said that, if the punter is what you were going to be, like we had this dude who was a long snapper, Jason Kyle in Carolina. Right. Dude had a real estate company. Oh, I remember had, Jason. I met him. Had the, big, had the biggest arms in the business because he was doing like 100 cents of biceps every day because all he had to do was long snap. Like, it, like, and he was, right. you know, like really well-versed. I mean, they, like they're he always was. super interesting guys because they got other stuff going on. He, Jason Kyle was with me athletes. in Seattle, actually. He was with me in Seattle. Was he? Yeah, was I met him in when I got drafted. He was really good dude, funny, always goofy, just doing, saying goofy stuff. I'm a real nice dude. But yeah, uh, It was him, Christian Foyer. And I would do, yeah. Well, I, there's, I guess maybe they travel in packs, right? And I and I would do uh, on we do gun show Fridays in Carolina in the weight room. The damn long snappers leading the charge. Oh, that's hilarious! Hey, hey, they figured this out. Um, hey, and it's, it just like be the same thing. They're figuring out like it's the world is so you know it's social media these days. I think that's part of the reason. Uh, they could get out and get heard in different ways and avenues. And, you know, if you ever see, like, he told his story online. And then once he did that, talking about Pat McAfee, once he told his whole story and he, it's on YouTube, I think that's where he got everybody. He just, hey, I ain't mad at him. He he told his story and then boom, that's where he's at. Just kind of answer your question there. <laughs> it's big, coming off the top rope. There you go. For real, man. For real. Do you want to hit, hit this? Uh... Yeah. I'm, just, I'm looking at it like, man, come on. Really, this uh, I say they changed their name. Okay, we're talking about the Washington now Commanders when they weren't they're nameless for a whole football season now. I by the way, I thought Washington football team was a good name to be fair. Yeah, I, WTF, yeah, WTF. You know, why why change that? Well, <laughs> just saying, just saying, but yeah, this nonsense that's coming up out of uh Andover or not Andover, a uh, DC area, excuse me. Um, just, just shake. I'm just shaking my head. Yeah, my man Danny's the owner. So Daniel Snyder found holding ticket sales revenue out of the reported income that is shared with the league. I'm like, really? I'm like, this get him and ban him to the nth degree. Like whatever. I don't know what type of banning an owner can get, but give him the the, the top worst. What does like, it? What does it here. take to get a guy to force a guy to sell a team? Like. They right. had they've yeah. had so they just had so many things over the years and even the, in the last six months like it just you just feel like okay now's the time just sell just sell it and he, he would make he's never been a good owner he's never had a good team mm, like there's no. there's nothing that he's done like he's not ingratiated in the in the in the you know the area around the the club people don't like him in Maryland nope. I mean there's nope. there's there's nothing that he's doing this reminds me of really reminds me of back in the day. I forgot the guy's name now, but the guy who owned the Clippers before the Microsoft guy, Balmer, oh. before Balmer. Oh, I forgot. I they, they Sports Illustrated ran an article about the the worst team in sports. Right. And it was like it was the Clippers guy, and the Clippers, he was unapologetic. And you know, it turns out he was a real son of a bitch. But right. He he, he was unapologetic about it because he's like, dude, I, I'm making so much money. And because his deal was like, I won't, I'm not gonna pick up any free agents. I always get the first pick in the draft because we have the worst team. So I get people to show up. I make TV money. I don't ever pay anybody. I make. I'm winning. Like, you know, wow. screw you guys. I'm. I'm winning the game. I'm. I'm winning the game right now. And he, Snyder is like, although he spent a lot of money on like old old veterans. Yeah. They never really had a good program. And even with like, they have a guy that I really admire in in, in Ron Rivera. Yeah, coach. They're still yes. not winning games. You know, at the end of it, there's still something fundamental. 
what's his name came out. Um, Adam, uh, not Adam. What's his name? The, the quarterback Smith. Oh, Smith? Alex, Alex Smith. Alex, Alex, Alex Smith came out very uh, last week and was talking. They were talking about the Commanders and he was advice to Carson Wentz and he was just saying there. You know, he basically just said there is a lot of distractions in that building. Mm. There is a lot of distractions that you have to deal with, and. Maybe it's kind of, at some point it's got to be time to like you get force him to sell. Oh, I think only yeah. the owners can force him to sell, but maybe True. it's time to make him sell. Yeah, I think some of the owners got to wake up and get him because doing from all the probe with the sexual harassment stuff to now this too, they just like he is like almost feel like he's untouchable. I mean, this is like this the kid, this the back, this the kid that doesn't get disciplined because That's a kid to keep doing, yeah, a kid to keep doing what they're doing, keep uh, spouting off at the mouth, not doing their chores, doing what they want to do. And then you think when they do something next, why are you surprised? Why are you? I'm not surprised about this. I'm just like, I thought he was gone. I mean, I thought he was, to be honest, I, with all the sexual harassment stuff, I thought Daniel Schneider was already out the picture. I thought they already moved on to a new owner. For my, for me being honest, I was like, I thought, I was like, he's still there? I'm like, oh my God. The, they wow. finally found something though. We're like, now he's, if he's been stealing from the other owners, it's, Right it's now, time owners, time. Be, right? Oh, that's my money. That's what we know, Jerry, and some of them other owners, Jerry McNair's. Dude, of course, he's a Jerry too. <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna Jerry, get real. Now. Jerry, Jerry, we're not. I we I don't know enough about it to talk about it, but like there is that whole thing with Jerry. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the woman who's yes, like, you know, the eternity suit. Oh my god! <laughs> then it turns out like Jerry spent like he's like deny this poor. I you feel kind of bad for you feel okay. Do you really need to? say that he's your father blah 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 blah. it turns out he spent like over three million dollars in the last 20 years on her and, and you know paid for college trips and this and that that doesn't replace being a father don't get me right. wrong i it, the whole thing's just bizarre like we you and i don't live in that world where you know yeah. we have eight billion dollars that somebody's fighting over so i i don't even know but like the right. idea of a fraternity suit when you're 25 years old bizarre man yeah very bizarre <laughs> we'll just keep it at that. Yeah. And then uh I'll hand this one, this last one off to you. This yeah, so Kareem. I, I, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. So you and I were growing up, so we're the same age. When I yep. was growing up in LA, it was, you know, Magic Johnson was yeah, he was showtime, right? But Kareem was still the guy. The captain was the guy. He was still mm -hmm. the best player in the league and and all it, just the things that he did from a civil rights activist standpoint. Yep. I mean, yep. I, there's so much that goes into Kareem. He really is underappreciated. When we yes. the pantheon of of, of world class athletes, civil rights activists, guys that have transitioned, made that transition. You know, mm -hmm. we talk we talk about Jim Brown, we talk about Muhammad Ali. We really don't talk about Kareem like we should talk about Kareem. He's not held in the same reverence, and I don't really know why. It's probably because of the shine of, of magic a little bit. Maybe they started maybe. winning a lot. I, I don't know why. But Kareem's also been a guy who's not afraid to speak his mind. Oh yeah, he and definitely does that over the years. Yes. And he's, he said he was talking about LeBron. And listen, I don't think anybody can argue what LeBron has done as a basketball player, maybe more importantly, what he's done off the court. Okay. Right. But for guys like me, like old school guys like me, who don't like all of the dancing, don't like yes. ha having to self promote, like you're the best player in the world. You don't have to remind everybody that you're, the best player in the world. You can just right. go ahead and be that guy. And that's why I think guys like you and me, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, we I hold them in a different category than I do a guy like LeBron, even though LeBron is arguably the best athlete I've ever seen in any sport 
in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if there's ever been a six foot eight, two hundred sixty five guy pound guy who can run like the wind and has that kind of body control. Like you say it Correct. out loud, you're like you've got to be joking, right? Right. It's but, like freaky. Cre- yeah. But Kareem just said, amongst other things this weekend, and I know he's retracted some statements because people are taking it out of context. Exactly. I specifically looked at this point. He says, you know, for me, winning is enough. Why do you need to do a stupid childish dance and disrespect the other team on the court? It doesn't make sense. Goats don't dance. I love it. I was like, Bam. goats don't dance. That is a t-shirt. Goats don't dance. I freaking love that so much. I love that he said that so much because he just encapsulated everything I think about when I think about how our, our really good athletes now go about their business. And a lot of it probably has to do with the way LeBron goes about his business mm-hmm. as opposed to the older generation of like, dude, we're, you know, we respected guys that were stone cold killers. Exactly. You walk on the field, you walk in the building and you play your game, whatever it is, football, baseball, basketball, track, hockey, rugby, you barely say the word. And you, and you have the funny thing, what I would do, I help guys off the ground. I'm like, hey man, good hit. Good tackle. They'd be like, man, shut up. I'm like, hey, look, I'm like, don't be mad at me. You know, it's like you got to have that part of the game within you to where you're not, it's not, you're not there to show people up, like he said. And, that, and he says all that in that statement. I love it. It's yeah. dead on. It's dead on. Yeah, it, it reminds me, I'm sure this affected you, you know, watching Barry Sanders. You know, Barry Sanders yes. is the best running back. Hands down. I don't know if there's a better running back ever, right? Jim, maybe Jim Brown, right? Maybe Jim but, Brown. But, but Barry that's Sanders, all opinionated. That's all opinionated. But Barry Sanders would just hand the ball to the ref after he scored touchdowns. Every touchdown. And I'm not saying you can't celebrate. Like we're not saying that, right? But you no. don't have to. You don't have to do the other thing. And when you grow up watching Barry Sanders hand the ball off, or or, or guys like that, or grow up making it about your team, and then you see guys making it about themselves all right. the time. It's a difference. Now. It's it's hard. It's just hard to appreciate. Like we, it's almost like you retract. Their greatness isn't any different. Like he's an amazing guy, but it does it 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 makes it difficult for me to root for him at the same level. Yeah, you know he got sucked in. He got sucked in with everybody else. You know that's how I see it. It's like if you're not doing it in the first place, don't do it because whatever. Um, you saw somebody. Oh, I might try that now. Like, no, no, you was you were raised the right way. You've been doing it right. If you dunk the ball on somebody, just run back to the other court. You know, don't look at them. You know, unless it's a vendetta other than that, that's a different thing, you know. But when you play this game, I tell all my players, I think all the high school teams I coach here in Wisconsin, I said them, I said to them, I said, when you score that touchdown, I said, you either run back to the sideline, you get a ball to the ref first, and then run jog or run back to the sideline. Or if you're on kickoff or, you know, special teams, get ready for your next play. Don't do not do nothing. You better not. You're going to have to come talk to me. They're like, what you mean, coach? I'm like, you better not dance. You might not do anything you've seen on some social media app, TikTok, or whatever. Don't do it. Okay. I'm like, yeah. If not, you'll find out why. <laughs> and nobody found out why. I can say I can answer that. My my yeah, players, sure, they yeah. listen to me. They You're listen an intimidating to me. character. <laughs> but, you know, you and I have to grow with the times, and it's hard. Right. Yes. Right? It's just part of the deal, right? But there is there's something to be said with you know, again, I just go back to the guys that I just thought were just stone cold killers of the game. Larry Bird was a killer, right? Oh my um, god, yes. You, 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 did you remember the Rifleman, Chuck Person? Yeah, like, yep. you know, there, there's there's just guys out there. It was all it was it was just about it turned into it was about this. It was about me versus you. That was not it. me showing not me showing up you to everybody else. It was just me. I want to beat you so bad. 
It was, was just it. about me versus you. And that was – or us versus them. And that's where the purity of the sport that sometimes that, you know, we'll get off – I'll rant about this all day. But that's right. I, I miss that. I do miss yeah. that. Yeah, you don't see that a whole lot. I say if you probably see that probably watching uh, sports in other countries, you know, because I think U.S., we're, we're a country that is all about us sometimes. Me, me, me. And so you go to Europe, you watch rugby. You see that in rugby. That's a great. That's a great one. That's yeah. a. That's a, oh my god. That's why I played it for the two years I did. It was. It was one. I was trying to get on the team, trying to make it. And, you know, I found out. Hey, my body wasn't quite there, which is okay. But at least I gave it a try. I told myself I'm at least try, and I did. I did my best out there and had fun. But seeing those guys and working with them, and some of them even come up to me as like, "Hey, Amon, you think I could play in the league?" I'm like, "If you could, yeah." I'm like, "Hell yeah, you can play in the league. You have no six four. You're six four six. You're six three, two twenty four, and you run like a deer. Oh yeah, that's a strong safety. All day, you could just steal. You could be stealing money because of your there's, ability. There's a couple guys like, like Perry. Perry could play in the league right now. Yep. Yeah, Perry. Now. No, I there's know Perry. Couple, there's, there's a couple. There's a couple other guys on the team. I played. Yeah, you and I both played rugby afterwards, and it's a. That's uh, it's it? not a big sport here. It's it's tough to follow. Fifteen like fifteens is tough to follow, but it's a it's a fun sport. Like sevens you, you have fun. to educate yourself, right? Sevens, yep. sevens. I've always I, I've always just been. MLR started here, and and it's trying to grow. They have a team in Austin. They have right. teams in Southern California. They have a couple teams in Southern California. Yeah, they have one in Chicago too. But it's it's hard because there's an education process with rugby fifteens. So by 15s, we mean there's 15 players on both sides uh, uh, for both teams on the, on the field at one time. Yep. There's an education process for fans that you actually have to understand what's going on. Otherwise, it just looks incredibly weird, jumbled, and slow. Yes, but if, that too but is if slow, you, yes. But if you put sevens on, it's a 100-yard field. There's seven people on the field for each team. And it's basically – it just turns into a damn track meet. So That's you it. just have to be coordinated, athletic, and not afraid to hit. And Americans get that. So now you've got scoring – you got top speed, tackles, missed tackles. Like the strategy doesn't, it's not that, it's not as important, right? You just have a framework you're playing in and it yep. allows athletes to be creative. I think people would love that. I mean, it used to be that the uh, the rugby seven team would be, or the tournament would be packed and sold out every single Yeah, in Vegas, in Vegas. The one in Vegas. Yeah, I've been it. there a couple it's times. It's so much fun, man. But uh, I know we're getting off topic, but God, I, yeah. I, I love rugby. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. So have that sport, you know. Oh my God. So, so yeah, so it was a good talk today. You know, we had to, I say we had to do an audible. We had to bring in an audible there and we did it and we did, we, we handled it well, Mike. We know how to, we know how to adjust. You handled it. Well, this is like, this is like reading the ads sometimes that you just, you do it. You're very professional. I was throwing a fit before the, sh- the show. Right. You handled it right. Thank you. Good homie. Thank you, homie. I <laughs> uh, appreciate you. So we'll be back next week. It'll probably just be me and Mike or us. Or do we have? No, we, we might have. have uh, we, yeah, so we we JRJ is in the hopper, man. We got John Runyon Jr. Okay. coming on. Packers fans. Uh, I had a talk with him last week, man. I I really enjoyed talking with him. He's got. I did. Know, I, I, I caught your clip. You put it on Twitter. I Especially for young athletes, man. He, yeah. He's he's a he's a good dude to talk to. He's he's got his head in the right direction. Yeah, and his dad doesn't hurt. His dad is in the what Congress or something like that. He was, yeah, he, he, he was in Congress, but obviously, you know, John Runyon was a, a great player for the Philadelphia Eagles for Fine, years. And fantastic years and so, player. Big dude. You know, the, yeah. it, the, the, the ability for him to – so John grew up in the locker room, right, because his dad didn't retire until like 2011. So right. he, wow. when he was younger, like he has these experiences. He was telling me that him and Brian Dawkins' kid are like running around the locker room in Philly. And it's like that is a totally different experience. Wow. Than, you know, certainly that my kids had because I retired when right. I was, you know, 
with less than a year old and three. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a different uh frame of reference right there. Reference. So we'll we'll definitely delve down that tunnel next week with uh, John Runyon Jr. and myself and Mike here on the podcast. So I hope everyone has a great week. But real quick, for you can find us on social. Um, I'm Amon Green 30 at Twitter and Instagram. And you see him at the bottom of the screen if you're watching it here on YouTube as well. But uh, like us, review us, rate us, download us wherever you download your podcast, iHeart, Pandora, Spotify. There's other ones out there that I don't know the name of. A little weird. That's my dog barking. Apollo in the background. He's barking at somebody in the front yard. That's when that bark happens. So uh, tune in next week. Hope everyone has a great week and talk to you then. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding your motorcycle with your buddies on the open road. It's a potent cocktail of thrills, laughter, and pure adrenaline. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. I'm real proud of you, son. Well, that was terrible. Our apologies for even trying. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.